This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I feel like I should go somewhere. I put on lipstick and mascara for our meeting. Oh, I know. I straighten my hair. Although I will say, even though I have a night shirt on, I'm still wearing yoga bottoms. Well, yeah, I'm totally wearing a t-shirt, but, you know, mascara and lipstick, I feel like I should... You need to hit the town. Exactly. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how we feel like we're on vacation, even though we're not. Then in Take a Hike, we'll discuss why it's important to have a summer theme, and we will reveal ours. Next, in Amplify, we're recommending a new show from our friends at Sony Pictures Television. And this week's Hollywood Hack will help you quick change into your favorite necklaces. But first, Sarah, we have some updates. We want to let everyone know that we did our first Happier in Hollywood Facebook Live book club discussion with Audrey Monkey, the author of Happy Campers. We had a great discussion It is up on our Facebook group, so go watch it. I will say we had some technical difficulties at the beginning, so you can scroll forward if you want a few minutes, Um, but we had a great discussion. It was really fun, and we want to start doing book clubs regularly. We discovered this is something that we love. Yes, Uh, it was it was absolutely a blast and it was so fun to like get questions from people as we were talking to Audrey. I'm a big fan now. This is this is a good thing. So if you have book suggestions, things you think we should talk about, do let us know. Yes. Okay, Liz, we talked about in our listener questions episode, we got asked what our fantasy vacation spots were. And you said, I believe Bali or, and I said Fiji or one or the other, but what we really meant apparently was Bora Bora. Okay. So this writer that we know went to Bora Bora on her honeymoon and we were both like imprinted with those pictures and they are in our heads and and we didn't remember, yes, where they were. So after that episode, she emailed us and (laughs) said it was Bora Bora. So that is our fantasy vacation destination. (laughs) Yes. So thank you, Kira, for clearing that up for us. (laughs) And then, Sarah, we wanted to share a nice email from Anna Louise because it's something we want to remind everyone about. She says, I had COVID this week. I'm absolutely fine. It was just like a bad cold, thank goodness. And I was so delighted to see that The Fix was on Disney Plus to keep me entertained as I have been dying to watch it. I'm very late to the party, I know. 
I took advantage of enforced time off and binged it over two days. It was so entertaining, and I got such a kick out of seeing you both and Brooke in the credits. Wanted to share my good review. So, Sarah, we want to thank you, Anna Louise, and we wanted to share this to remind everyone to go watch The Fix. Yes, go watch Fantasy Island, of course, on Hulu, but you can also go watch The Fix, apparently, on Disney+. Plus. Yes, and I appreciated this email because I had no idea that The Fix was on Disney+. Plus. It makes sense, of yes. course it is, yes. but it hadn't occurred to me, so thank you. Yeah, and if anyone's new to the show and doesn't know what The Fix is, The Fix is the show we created with Marsha Clark for ABC, um, and it is, as we like to say, a bullet train of a show. <laughs> yes. And then we got this email from Aaron with some new lingo that we wanted to share. Aaron works in marketing and advertising, and she shared the, the phrase, your brief is showing. She says, this is typically when an agency is more interested in trying to demonstrate how clever and creative they are than in actually achieving the communication objective. It's somewhat a variation of on the nose. I'm on the client side and review and approve lots of campaigns. I work with great agency teams, and fortunately, this doesn't happen too often in my work, but I do spot it frequently in the advertising I encounter as a consumer. I love watching Super Bowl ads in particular and trying to decipher the creative brief or pitch that came before the campaign. It can be a fun game, though not necessarily a sign of great advertising when you have a your brief is showing moment. That is so interesting. I love hearing about how other people describe things. The funny thing about this one is I realized that I almost never watch commercials anymore and she made me want to watch commercials so I can go, oh, their brief is showing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, this made me also think back to Mad Men, Sarah, where you see all the amazing advertising pitches. So anyway, I'm definitely going to keep this in mind now when I watch commercials, which I do see because I watch on demand and, you know, there's a (laughs) lot of commercials on demand. So thank you for that, Aaron, and keep the lingo coming. We're sharing it almost weekly, it seems, Sarah, but we keep just getting such good ones. I know. Okay, let's dive into From the Treadmill Desk of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches, and this week it's feeling like we're on vacation, even though we're not. So last week we talked about it's a wrap that we finished the production of uh, season two of Fantasy Island, and we had finished the writing a few weeks before that. Yes. And I think a key part of this feeling that we're on vacation, even though we are still doing post, is that between season one and season two, we had no time off. I mean, we talked about on the podcast how we were going to like try and make ourselves feel like we were on vacation, even though we were still like prepping for season two and doing post and all this other stuff. And like, we just never, I think I had one day where I felt like I was on vacation. And now I actually feel it. Yes, we're doing post, but it's a very like, at this point, we, you know, something will come in on one day and something will come in on another day. And then We'll get something on a Friday and we can't respond till Monday. You know, it's just, it's a much more relaxed phase. Yes. So it really feels like just like, oh, 
Well, I also rest. think because our kids are on their summer vacation, that adds to feeling like we're on vacation. If we were in this phase and it was February, we may not have such a vacation feel, but it's like True. everyone around us is going on vacation and talking about vacation. And and we're going to talk about sort of the summer concept coming up, Sarah. But the problem is it is sort of like pulling teeth to want to do anything. You know, normally we're just like, go, 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 next thing, next thing, next thing. And we're yes. like marching forward. And now... We're like texting each other. Should we, you know, get on the phone now? Oh, let's talk in half an hour. Oh, you know, we're <laughs> yes. we're really not charging through our material uh, because, you know, we're like, hey, we're on vacation, even though, again, we're not on vacation. Right. But part of it is, too, you know, we never get summers off. Right. We've been working television writers for over two decades at this point. And I don't think we've had a summer off in that entire time because usually jobs start in May. You're like working your hardest during the summer. And, you know, it like it's basically the television writing schedule ruins summer for writers yes. and ruins the holidays for writers because you're also then doing like yeah. development and stuff. It's terrible. Yeah. So usually our so quote unquote summer is like April. And right. traditionally you have like April off and then you go back to work in mid-May. So we always think of summer as our fall. But I am loving, I mean, one advantage, there's a lot of disadvantages to short seasons and all the other changes in television. But one advantage is that the schedule can be completely different. And um, we are definitely benefiting from that right now, Sarah. We are, for sure. I just, I mean, I genuinely feel relaxed and I don't remember the last time I did. No, and I think the other reason we feel relaxed is, I don't know if it's experience or exhaustion or some sort of, you know, that we've both evolved, but I think for the first time in I mean, really, since, like, say we knew we were going back to the Shield or something, we kind of feel like, hey, whatever happens, happens. Like, we're yeah. not worrying about the next thing. I think we are just feeling like everything will somehow work out. Hopefully, yeah. we'll have another season of Fantasy Island. We have other sort of potential things in the hopper, but there's nothing we can do on them right now. And so I think we're just feeling like, let's just kick back and wait to see what happens. Yeah, it's like, sometimes it's stressful when things are in the hands of lawyers and business affairs. But this time, mm -hmm. it's like, it's in the hands of lawyers and business affairs. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't have to think about it. We don't it. think about it. We don't talk about it. We yeah. don't worry about it. We don't speculate. Mm -mm. I mean, we are the queens of sitting for two hours and spinning scenarios. We haven't done that once. Not once. It is delightful. It is delightful. It's like we talk to our manager, Diane, every Tuesday morning. And then other than that, we don't even discuss what's happening. Yeah. All right. Well, good for us. It's just a great yeah. mental relief, Sarah. And we needed it. Oh, desperately. We needed it desperately. Yes. yes. I don't want to think about anything else. I don't even want to. I just want to relax as much <laughs> as like, possible. It's like even right now, I feel like I could be at the spa. I know. I know. It's true. <laughs> Okay, coming up, how we're approaching summer, because we actually have a summer, but first, this break.
Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, it's time for Take a Hike, in which we discuss physical, mental, or spiritual health. And today it is, I would say, physical and mental health. It's have a summer theme. Yes, Sarah. Now, every year, Gretchen and I and Happier talk about designing our summer. This year, we talked about it in episode 378. And I was struck with, oh my gosh, I actually have a summer this year. And so we decided that we should come up ourselves over here on Happier in Hollywood with a summer theme because it really does just help focus you. Now, I already established my theme for the summer, which is health. I am trying to Mm. have a summer of health. So I got my first shingles vaccine. I set up my consultation that I have to have before I get a colonoscopy. That's on the books. I'm trying to walk a lot, trying to eat better. That's harder, but et cetera, et cetera. I'm trying to have a summer of health, do all my doctor's appointments, et cetera. What do you want your summer theme to be about? Well, it's interesting because I also am not doing a summer of health. I'm doing a I'm doing a summer of preparing for fall to be a season of health, I would say. I'm like getting all those things lined up for the fall. So that's good. But for my summer, my summer theme is the summer of settling. Mm, Which by which I mean the summer of really settling into Ojai. I got a really lovely email from a listener, Wendy, who lives in Ojai, who was like, there is a knitting group. I have a couple of friends in it. Would you like me to introduce you? One of our friends from high school, Chris, was like, I know someone who lives in Ojai. Would you like me to introduce you? So I'm out of town a lot, but I'm trying to set up those things where I reach out to people and meet people. And Wendy was also telling me about all these lovely Ojai events and places we should go. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to one, settle into my house, which I finally now have time to unpack and organize and just like really make into the home we want. And then two, settle into Ojai and reach out and make more Ojai connections. So that is my summer theme. Well, I think it's interesting, Sarah, because I think in a lot of ways, because you had such a sort of tumultuous time in the fall, yes, you've kind of been one foot in and one foot out, right? You, you were sort of like, are we staying? Are we not staying? Do I want to be here? Do I not want to be here? And so the fact that you're kind of planting both feet will allow you to do what you're saying. I don't think you could have done it before. No, absolutely not. Um, 
And the other thing that I think is kind of interesting is I remember one time ages ago when I had first moved to Los Angeles, I was on the plane with someone coming back and they were like, wow, you know, it's funny. The first time you leave and come back is really when you feel like you're at home. Mm. And I think now taking going to Minnesota and coming back, we're also going to Europe later this summer and coming back. I think that will help us feel more like, okay, this is our home. This is where we hopefully belong. And this is where we're going to stay. Yeah. Well, and it's got to help that your house is so great. Like I, It's I, so cute. It, your house really has a great vibe. And I, I feel like your house is like wants to envelope you in warmth and coziness and roots. Yes. I I have in my house, this is basically the reason I bought the house. There, <laughs> There is a red wood-burning fireplace in the house, in the TV room. And it's like the warmest, coziest, most wonderful thing. And I think of what I want my life to be here. It's like, okay, I want to be like in this really comfy room with the word burning fire, not when it's 105 degrees, but in a winter season. And just feel like warmth and oh, hi, love. Good. Fingers so crossed. So I'm going to try to get healthy and you are going to settle in a good way this summer. Yes. So the, and email us, tell us what, you know, your summer theme is. We love a theme. We love a motto. We love a mantra. So let us know how you're spending your summer. Email us or send a voice memo to Hollywood at gmail.com. Okay, Sarah, it is time for our Amplify segment in which we amplify the work of women and people of color. And today we want to tell everyone about the Gordita Chronicles from creator Claudia Forestieri and showrunner Bridget Munoz-Libowitz. Yes. So we first heard about this show because we share an executive at Sony and the show shoots in Puerto Rico. So we've been hearing about it for ages and a lot of our crew members are also crew members on Gordita Chronicles. So we've been waiting and sort of with anticipation to see this show. And it's finally on. It's on HBO Max. It's a show about a Latina reporter looking back on her childhood as a chubby, willful, and reluctant Dominican immigrant growing up with her eccentric family in 1980s Miami. It is so delightful. It's a show you can watch with your kids. You can watch it if you just need to laugh and, like, relax. It's such a great show. I, like, I'm having the most fun watching it. I'm almost through the entire first season. I mean, you just say 80s Miami, and I'm in. Well, and the cast is so great. Olivia Goncalves plays the lead, and she's funny and endearing. You're totally rooting for her the entire time. Her family is hilarious. It's just, it's definitely worth worth your time this summer. All right. The Gordita Chronicles on HBO Max. Watch it. Coming up, we have a question about work email etiquette, but first this break. Hey, Liz, it's time for a question from the mailroom. This is from Adrian. She wrote, can we talk about work email etiquette? Much of my work communication is through email, and I find it hard to strike the right balance between being too formal and too short. Sometimes an email chain will start off quite formally, and then as replies get sent, it ping-pongs back and forth. It is reduced to one-line short responses. All the pleasantries have been dropped. 
Do you have any guidelines for work emails yourselves? How long do you spend crafting them? Do you ever end up doing quick one word or one line replies for efficiency and then wish you would have edited them? Oh, that's a funny thought. We definitely go through that exact sort of development of an email chain where it's like, I'm thinking about this. I'm going to write this exactly perfectly with only one exclamation point. And then like by the end, it's like, sure, send. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that's because an email chain can be like a conversation. You know, it's like you have your sort of thesis and then you get into a back and forth where everyone is chiming in quickly. But to answer the question, we do spend often a lot of time crafting our emails. We, uh, (laughs) if there's anything sort of delicate or a tone question or someone we don't know well, like one of us might write an email and then text the whole copy of the email to the other and say, how does this look? And then, you know, we'll make changes or we'll read them aloud to each other So we do take emails, I would say, very seriously. And we also advise everyone to reread your emails and have them, you know, have as few mistakes as possible. The other thing we've talked about, Sarah, is the nature of emails changes depending on how well you know the person. Right. Like we work with an executive, Morgana Cabrera-Rosenberg, who is awesome. And she's also the executive on Gordita Chronicles, who was telling us about the show. And like season one, we didn't know her very well. So our emails would be more formal and more precise. And like now season two, it's a much more casual kind of communication just because we've known her longer and worked with her and feel more comfortable. So I think it evolves and it depends who you're communicating with. Can I tell you a funny thing? Because we often sign our emails best, Liz and Sarah, to, you know, especially someone we are more formal with. And the other night on um, uh, Watch What Happens Live, the show I love on Bravo, hosted by Andy Cohen, they were saying, like, the top five annoying things people do in work emails, and one of them was sign them best. So apparently we're being very annoying, Sarah. What are we supposed to sign them? I'm not sure. They didn't say an alternative, so I don't Mm. know. The other funny thing is, like, we'll discuss, is this an XO situation? Is this a best (laughs) situation? Should we just put our names? Should we just put our initials? Sometimes it's Liz and Sarah. Sometimes it's Alan S. Sometimes it's Liz Craft and Sarah Fain. So we discuss all of these things to a T. So if anyone's wondering, like, am I being outrageous in how much time I spend thinking about this th- these things. I don't think so. I think it's normal. Yes. And and it's hard because there is no one answer. It, it's, it really depends on the situation and who you're communicating with. This is another one where I'd love to hear from our listeners yes. on this, like how their work email philosophy impacts their, their, what they write and, yes. and like, and how well they know people and all of those things. Yes. Email us. And, let us know. And one word of caution, Sarah, before we end this. If you are angry about something somebody has emailed you, if you are <laughs> frustrated, do not respond quickly. Just don't. You might think you want to. You might think in this one circumstance, it's a great idea to express your frustration and lash out. It's not. It never is. Or if it is, it will still be in three hours when you've calmed down. So just don't 
do it. Yes. And you may think that you can hide your frustration in an email response that you send immediately, but you won't be able to. It will eke through somehow (laughs) into the email. So yes, just wait. Wait it out. Yes. How often do we craft these things and go, well, we shouldn't send that. No, of course we shouldn't send that. And we delete. All the time. I mean, constantly. So anyway, that's a great question, Adrian. one that we are all dealing with even more than ever because of working from home. Yeah. Okay, Sarah, it is time for this week's Hollywood Hack. And this came from one of the members of our Facebook group, Laura. You know, we're always talking about necklaces. I had a hack that was suggested by Adria, one of our Fantasy Island writers, about a necklet, which is something you can attach necklaces to to keep them from tangling. And then Laura suggested a locking magnetic jewelry clasp. And this is, you know, it can be hard to fasten a necklace, right? Those tiny little pieces well, yeah. there are clasps you can attach to your necklace that that then are magnets so that once you've got that on your necklace, it's incredibly easy to take off and on. And the second Laura posted this in our Facebook, I literally ordered it like within 30 seconds. I had it <laughs> ordered because I'm like, this is something I need. And have you gotten it yet? Yeah. So yeah, I've been using it. <laughs> Nice. Sort of as I decide to put on a different necklace, I attach one. I got them. I got a packet that came with seven silver, seven gold. So, you know, you can use them on many necklaces. Wow. And it really does make me more willing to change my necklace because I'm, you know, someone who will wear the same necklace for eight months because I don't want to take it off and on. And this definitely makes it easier to do that. And it does stay on very well. I know that would be one concern is, does a magnet stay on? But I have not had any problems with it. I've been using it, you know, since it arrived. All right. This is good to know. I think I've been wearing the same necklace for like six years. So so maybe this will inspire me to change it up. Yes. So thank you, Laura. We will link to this um, in the show notes. It's not expensive, by the way. I think... I got one for under a packet of these. I think it was either maybe $15, maybe less. I mean, really affordable. Nice. And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please follow us if you haven't already. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed. And thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram, at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing from Whole30's Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Fain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Liz, look behind me. Look, there are no boxes. Wow, I'm used to like a wall of boxes. Amazing.
unpacked my whole office. Wow. So you did that, Sarah, and I haven't even tidied my office. You're putting, <laughs> you were supposed to unpack and I was supposed to clean and I did not even move one scrap. So I'm behind. It's my summer theme, Liz. I'm obligated. Yes. I've got to do it. Settle in. From the Onward Project.